could do it but it's a little bit risky so i'm just like looking maybe you could transfer it to uh, laser disc sony laser disc first and then uh, exactly betamax and then to uh <laughs> one more thing barry barry one more thing about that bullet level to show in yeah Tallahassee. we stay at your house i believe right yeah that seems did um was God, it everyone a, stayed at your goddamn well, man, you Georgia, guys were crazy Georgia, i wouldn't let Georgia any of these Street. guys stay at my house. either we slept at your house or you came to the party where we slept at um, I, we, which, we, I lived at a house called 210 West Georgia, but I think by that point, Susan and I were together. It was okay. and, In fact, I'm sure we were. So, yes, you could, you quite possibly slept on the floor of our garage apartment. Well, um, I have a vivid memory of, um, I have a huge fear of insects. It's like, uh, my, you know, this is starting to ring or, a bell. Or little room 101. Yeah, this is I, ringing I, a I bell like, a little bit. I snagged the couch. Like the rest of the band was sleeping on the floor, but I got the couch. Yeah. And the next morning I woke up and there was... A palmetto bug, which I oh, never yeah, knew yeah, existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Florida. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. On you can't my avoid chest. That. <laughs> it, was, it was like it was like Welcome Peter Brady Florida. with a tarantula. <laughs> in, in the, remember that Brady bunch episode? Yes, of the, course. Oh, that's the, crazy. Arachnophobia. <laughs> like I was absolutely paralyzed, and like, like the only memory I have. Were you like yeah, a screaming twelve-year-old yeah. girl? Yeah. Get it yeah. off me! Yeah, absolutely. Right. That yeah, that sounds that sounds very familiar. And oh, you yeah. know it's Florida, and those are the things we deal with on a you can't, daily basis. It's base. not even. It's nothing to do with Barry's telling this no, uh, as a housekeeper. They just fly in, and we call they them. They fly in. You can't help. Palmetto them. bugs are what the people from up north call them. We call them cockroaches because yeah. they're just cockroaches. Right, right. And, uh, but they're, they're flying. So but they fly. Big. They, they get big and they fly. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're like so, small cats. So right, we should so just, Barry, you know, I, hope, I don't know, you know, I hope you're forget the record. Let's just talk about, you know, bugs and shit for the rest of the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I am recording. All of this, all of <laughs> this has recording. been recorded, right, no, so but no jump, shade uh, will be put in the show. Let's no. jump out. Uh, no, we didn't pop, do any shade, did we? No, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I put a little shade on Kenny Chambers maybe a little bit, so I'll probably Oh, well, that. God, who doesn't like, yeah, that's Kenny, the first time Kenny is a complicated, he's a complicated person, right? There you go. You got a tough upbringing. And truth in advertising. I have said some negative. If you listen to other episodes, I've said negative things about Evan Dando as well. So, if oh, you, that's right. well, no. Just I'm so sure you know, I'm going to front load I'm that. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm uh, sure. Full disclosure. But, all right, so let's get uh, yeah. Let's get in this. All right, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock, and that is Rob Elba. Yes, and of course Barry sounds much better than me because I'm talking uh, in my. 
on my little Yeah, well, phone. this has become, you know, there's nothing we can <laughs> do about that. Barry's got the equipment. I know. There's nothing we can do about that. I mean, it, I could use uh, a shitty mic kind of if you want me to sound terrible. Like, you I'm know, waiting yes. for you. I wish you would, maybe, because yeah, I think that would I'm be better. But that. no, that's okay. I don't <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get to anything else, I want to mention our patrons. We have some new patrons. We have um, Sally Jacob. We have Mick Hands. Yep. And we have brand new. We have Jonathan and Laura Bartik. Just became uh, oh John and Laura those show. are friends from uh, those are friends from Hollywood that moved out to Seattle they're oh, awesome people well look at that oh okay. thanks John and Laura John, thanks John and Laura and I want to mention Stephanie our, our longtime patron Stephanie Paul McCook up she upgrading sure her membership from a three dollar to a seven dollar which right. you could do that you could I tell people you could downgrade your thing if you want to go a little lower but, but you, you could, could also upgrade, upgrade it too. it's true That's Stephanie so we love, thank you thank Stephanie. you Stephanie it is much appreciated and uh, you could go to patreon.com uh, forward slash trgmh and become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month uh, one dollar a month and we would in, in these in these uncertain times <laughs> yeah a buck um, a month yeah. might be a stretch <laughs> right. yeah all right so we have a we have a guest Barry that we have already been Gathering away a with, lot, and yeah. let's welcome to the show officially, Mr. Todd Phillips. Welcome to the show, Todd. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. And Todd is a Boston native. So, are you originally from Boston? Yes, I grew up about uh, ten minutes north of the city. You uh, did. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you, you made your bones as they were. You made your musical bones in Boston. Uh, you played with a great band, La Volta. You mm-hmm. played with uh, Juliana Hatfield Three. Uh, and just recently you played with the Lemonheads. Uh, That's right. Which was kind of recent, which is awesome. And you played with a bunch of other people, too, I know, because you're, you're on the we We mentioned you're on the Weezerpedia page. And, uh, yeah, so you played with a bunch of people in Boston. I've but been around. Yeah. But you wised up uh, many years ago, and you said, what the fuck am I yeah. doing? freezing my ass off, and you right. live in Los Angeles now. I moved to Los Angeles and stopped playing music. Is it, I listened to your Bill Orchid um, Ah. episode and he said you know he took a break after Harry Pussy and you yeah. know, made money for the first time in his life and that's right. what I set yeah. out to do here yeah. you know, so you cause... haven't had your Bill Orchid moment to go back to music yet though you haven't <laughs> not, <laughs> not so much I mean like I, I mentioned before I did uh, some recent Lemonheads tours but it's right, more right. you know just right. if it happens but the drums are still do you still have are they, are they packed away somewhere but you still have them I have a little rehearsal space that I keep and um, it's tiny. It's about 10 by 10, but it's about uh, half a mile away from my house. So it's convenient. And I actually go there about three times a year. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I occasionally go out with Juliana too every now and then. Right. Oh, okay. Play. Yeah. She's, she's, that was last year, uh, right? 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I went out with her last year. So you, and you guys are like longtime friends, like since the Boston scene in, uh, in the late 80s. We're all very close. It's a big family. You know, now I was confused because you look actually young. I saw you on, I was stalking you a little on Facebook and you look young, but you you can't be that young. My um, friends want to kill me. It's like, I'm sort of aging in reverse and I yeah, don't know why because fuck? I've not taken care of myself over the years like, <laughs> really? you know, I don't believe I, I drink a genes. lot I smoke you have good like, genes then I guess I don't know oh, I, yeah. I'm just happy hate people like that right? <laughs> well that, there's that show there's a I believe it's KEXP. It's one of those shows. Am I correct? On yeah, YouTube. we did that in 2015, I think. That's a re- it's a really great show. Um, Thank and you. I encourage people to just put that on and watch it because it was very enjoyable. 
You know, it's actually really hard to do because we did that drive that every band does. Yeah. Where, um, you play in Minneapolis and then you drive no. the three days solid to Seattle without playing yeah. a gig. And yeah. then for some reason, they do that show really early in the morning. Like we had oh, to get there wow. at 7 a.m. or something. Yeah. Right. So that was, and then that you was have difficult. to deal with every, the sort of everybody in Seattle who seems friendly, but it's really they're just passive aggressive. So That's you, exactly right. In fact, I got to say, <laughs> we've noticed the host of that show were like, wow, she's kind of, she's she seems cool, but then you also get this kind of passive aggressive vibe from her. So. She's kind of annoying. She annoying, is. Yeah. <laughs> You're totally yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, Todd, we didn't. Yeah, enough of that. We didn't call. What did we talked to talk about? Uh, you brought uh, another uh, a Boston band, uh, legendary uh, Boston band, which I'm sure we all loved back in the day. What is the record you brought to us? Uh, I brought to you Dinosaurs. You're living all over me. And yes, I've never been able to attach the junior to their That's name. Okay. That's okay. Oh, really? Because you remember now? Do you remember them playing around when when they were just a dinosaur before they had to put the junior? Well, I pulled out my copy of "You're Living All Over Me" to prepare yeah. for this, and I have one of the rare ones that yeah. does not have the junior on it. Yeah. Oh, you have the before, yeah, because they had to SST had to re uh, they had to redo it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. first record's on stupid, Homestead, right? Super group. And got the first record's on Homestead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then just um, Dinosaur. Yeah, I don't think they had really find the, found their footing yet at that right. point. I wasn't crazy about. I had the record. Yeah, it's all right. I didn't love it. It's pretty good. You know, there's some the great stuff on and, it, and there's some like, yeah, okay. But oh, there, yeah, there. I remember at the time I was I was living up there in in, in uh, Boston in the in the mid to late eighties, and uh, the the main rap the, the main thing about Dinosaur uh, at the time was just that they were the loudest band ever. Like they, were, I think they got banned from some clubs playing just because they were too goddamn they, loud. They became the loudest band ever. I mean, I remember right when this record came out they played at a place called green street station which was a tiny little club out in jamaica plain and um it was so loud i couldn't believe it like there was only like 18 people there you know they hadn't gotten big yet this record had just dropped and uh but it was absolutely astounding i mean it was just it was the thing about boston back then it was like this came out in 87 and i feel like so much of the Boston music scene was like under the shadow of the Burma crown. You right. Know? Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you go to yeah. you, know, you go to Toronto or you go to Australia and it's under the shadow of the Mich- crown. Mission of Burma, yeah, right. So it's like you have buses, statues and Christmas. It was all so, in Volcano Suns because they had a memory of Mission of Burma, but it was so Burma heavy. And then around eighty seven it's like Pixies put out Surfer Rosa yeah. and Dinosaur put out this record and it really kind of shook it was a different I'm glad you mentioned the Pixies because those other two bands I think of when I think of something where people heard people heard that and they just sort of flipped them flipped something in their brain especially uh, other bands like musicians and stuff like yeah. oh holy shit yeah. like there's there's yeah. something yeah <laughs> there's well something I had, exactly I had not I had listened to this record off and on over the years but I hadn't really listened to it lately, and I was kind of astonished at what an incredible record it is. The amount of ideas yeah. that are just crammed into the first yeah. five songs, yeah. you know, it's like they all have so many different parts to them. It's yes. just astounding. It's like many bands don't do that over their entire careers. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah the, and the true. sound is this yeah. beautiful, heavy sound that you go... You just envious of, and it, you know this this record launched a thousand bands, and people that I know 
you know, heard this record and you're just un, you're inalterably, you're influenced by it forever. You can't exactly ever go back. Yeah, it's really true. I mean, it's just, there's no way around it. And it's funny because when you listen to it and there's a certain, there's still that, that barrier to, to loving them because there are plenty of people that, that listen to it and immediately like, what the fuck? It just sounds like noise to them. Mm -hmm. A lot of people with his voice, like what that guy can't sing. And it's so funny, but it's like, it's so funny how just a certain people like us, uh, just, it's, uh, it's so beautiful to all of us. It's just so beautiful. There was a group of us, you know, like obviously the La Volta guys and Evan and Juliana, like, this record came out. It did not leave our turntables for you know right, ten months. Right, I mean, we right. just listened to it every day, and then like you could just hear like even the yeah. Lemonheads like their transition from hate your friends to creator. You could just hear Mascus <laughs> like this, yeah. so, you know like yeah. well there was yeah. it's, it's yeah. funny. I read some I read some uh, record store owner uh, mentioned like at the time they said there were there were two records at the time that they would put on and invariably they'd sell the records when they'd have it on. This was one you living all over me and. Yeah. Um, Surfer Rosa right. in the Pixies was the other right. one, where people would was, just go, "Wait, what's that?" And then they, "Oh, this is it." And yep. then there you go. I felt Surfer Rosa was an entirely like new kind of music that I had never heard. Whereas with "You're Living All Over Me," yeah. I felt like it was it was like this album that was like, yeah. "You have permission to like classic rock or admit that you liked classic right. rock." Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. I bought this um, little book about the. It's not a little book. Somebody put a lot of time and effort into it about "You're Living All Over Me." It's one of the thirty-three and a third. Oh, I've never read collection. that. It's good. Um, you know, I'll um, make sure that you get to read that. And, yeah, um, definitely. Um, but he, Jay, talks about, oh, Black Sabbath is my favorite well, band. Well, yeah, Sabbath, well, Neil, Neil Young. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like... But I relate in, instantly to the Black Sabbath thing because I know, okay, this is where that heavy melodicism and then also Crazy Horse, of course, and Neil Young's guitar yeah. sound is in there. Um, well, I mean, with the exception the- of Greg Ginn, like solos were forbidden. Right. Did Greg Ginn really solo, or was it just him? It was just a motive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this, but but yeah, Jay 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 Mascus would so would go all in. You know, he'd have a song like half the song would be like soloing. But I I, I think one of the you know obviously he's I think the fact that he was originally a drummer, he, he was yeah. a drummer. So him and uh, him and um, Lou Barlow had a band called. Um, Deep wound, uh, the, deep wound, yeah, yeah, deep wound, right? The yeah. metal, which is more like sort of like a, they were more like a hardcore, like it, it, yeah. hardcore punk, right? But but definitely some metal in there too. But he was a drummer, and then he yeah. decided, ah, I'm going to play guitar, and maybe that's sort of it because he he had, you know, obviously he already had bands he loved, he loved Black Sabbath, but he probably came at it from a different way than someone that had yeah. been playing, maybe so. you know. Uh, the whole time since they were young. Yeah, so it was just like, I felt like, especially, you know, it opens up with the crazy wah pedal, and yeah. like, I felt like wahs were forbidden. They were. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah. Made wah, and, and, and I forgot listening to this statement. Yeah, I realized, because we did one of our uh, episodes, one of our most popular episodes was um, Swerve Driver, this uh, second yeah, Swerve Driver. right. And yeah. I realized, I go, wow, man, this, this was a big influence on Swerve Driver. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, yeah. My yeah. Bloody Valentine. Oh, sure. Yeah. And exactly, yeah. My Bloody Valentine, too. Yeah. So it all comes down to little uh, little Jay Mascus. And we should now. mention the um, the dynamic of the band, is, which I think is still in place, as far as I understand. And that is that... Um, Jay and well, Lou Barlow. Lou and Murph, are back. Lou and Murph are, 
uh, Jay and Lou Barlow do not get along famously. Um, I think that was definitely the case back then. I think I, I, it's a little more copacetic these days. Yeah, yeah, I think they're older, but my, the last yeah. conversation I had about with someone who I just buy the buy in a street corner in Athens, Georgia. Oh, this right. is this is dinosaurs. This is a guitar tech. I don't want to throw the guy under the bus, but said, do you know, Jay and Lou he, uh, Barlow? He goes, no, they, they don't. <laughs> and yeah, and they treat and, well, Mur- what, and Murph gets treated like a third wheel, which is a weird. Totally. It's just a, yeah, when he's such a, the thing is he's such a great drummer. I mean, he's such a great drummer. But uh, one of the things you know, in reading about it a lot, obviously, Jay Maskus is obviously a control, a super control freak. Yeah, and right. supposedly Murph was getting frustrated because basically he wanted to tell him exactly what to play in these songs. Like, well, didn't yeah, Jay but, didn't Jay play drums on a one of the post Murph later on? Records? Once Murph left, he played. Oh, for he, a while, he definitely yeah. played on Green Mind, and he definitely he played everything on Green Mind. Probably yeah, played yeah. on a bunch of later records at George. I, I don't even consider them dinosaur when Lou and Murph left. Yeah, so not really. Todd, let me ask you: as a drummer, you're, so you're basically a, a, a drummer. That's the instrument you play, right? You're not a. Yes, you're, of, you're not guitar. one of these annoying drummers that play everything. Are you really good? Because I that's do play everything, I but I was always better at drums. <laughs> so, okay. uh, sort of but you're not like really good. Yeah, no, I, I, that's okay yeah. if you could play guitar, but I don't want you to be. a virtuoso guitar player as well as a guitar. no i'm not you know, that annoys for sure. okay good but what so but uh, i was going to ask you because obviously every everyone's great on this record like when you listen to it uh lou barlow plays some awesome yeah. bass. like just this the bass stuff he plays in the lines which i guess maybe some of it could have been jay mascus you know sort of leading him along and murph is just such a good drummer but what what grabbed did, did like everything grab you at once or did the guitar because most people it's the uh, guitar obviously his guitar and, and maybe and his voice and, and you know i feel like this was a, a sum of all the parts all three of them right. are so astounding on this and yeah. it, just, it yeah. works so perfectly um right right like I said, like I never felt the same with when when Jay had other people, you know, and the same with you know when when Charles um, when Frank Black makes solo records, you know, right? The That's songs exactly. are just as good as, as Pixie songs, but it's not those people. It, it's not. Them, That's the difference, know? right? Like that song "Men in Black" that he put out on his third solo record would be so good if it had been Kim and David on it, you know? Like, yep. <laughs> oh right, right. <laughs> um, That's a good point. So the but, thing, yeah, I, I, another thing I want to, you know, for me, the band that did the thing that Dinosaur did to a lot of people for me was actually Sonic Youth. So when I heard Dinosaur, I really dug it and I thought it was great and I recognized the Sabbath and the Neil Young, but the thing, but my, the the band that I couldn't ever escape musically was after I saw Sonic Youth live in 86 or something and I was like, okay, well, you know, no turning back. Yeah, but but was, Todd, I, I think what what you were saying before is is right though. Like, yeah, Sonic Youth are great, and you and you think, oh wow, what they're doing is totally different, and you can tell it's very cerebral. But they didn't get you the way Dinosaur did because it was the raw rocker. Like you were allowed to just rock out with Dinosaur Junior. It brings the out the thirteen-year-old in you that you would sort of you know. Yeah, when, when you, totally. When you right. get into punk rock, it's like I didn't have much money, so I would like sell certain rock records so I could oh, buy yeah. punk rock sure, records. Yeah. You know. Um, that and, UFO double live record. Yeah. Right. It's like, I can get rid of this so I can buy my war, you know? But, yeah, uh, right. This, I feel like when Dinosaur came along, it, it tapped into that, you know, why you got into rock in the first place, which is like listening to fucking physical graffiti and, you know. Sure. You know, yep. Um, and Sonic Youth does not do that. I love Sonic Youth. You know, Evolve was one of yeah, my, but when it, that record You're right. Exactly. That's my favorite Sonic Youth record. So, yes. Yeah. That's great. But they, you're right. They do not have any... They might 
pretend that they do, but they, they don't. They're, no, yeah. because they're doing it with Arnie with, with a little wink and a nod. When they do rock out, it's like a little ironic and a little it like, oh, look at us rocking out. And it's not – when when these guys are digging into it, it's not ironic. It's just fucking awesome. That's Plus, exactly Jay's right. song material, he's singing about heartbreak and girl. You can tell it's just – Ache and oh, girls yeah, course, and this record this record is all about girls oh my god yeah which it's i didn't realize because yeah. i never i listened to this record like a, a thousand times i love this record but i didn't realize how it was till now that we do the show and i really dig into lyrics i go holy shit man that well, i'm not a, a lyrics person my, my better hat my girlfriend and i fight about this all the time like i've basically <laughs> gone through 50 years of my life with, like never <laughs> listening to any lyrics like i don't care <laughs> I, I, under, but they I understand get in there, that they get in there anyway a little they get in there through osmosis a lot of these I asked Juliana about it when we were on. To- I was on tour there last night. She was like, "Fuck no, I don't listen to the lyrics." Like she, yeah. she doesn't yeah. care about lyrics either. Who cares, She's a songwriter? Right. And yeah. then you you realize you've misheard stuff over the years, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. shit. I think you know what you say that, but if these if they, they were really bad lyrics and cheesy lyrics, you wouldn't it wouldn't be the same though. I'm just that's, telling you that. That's it true. Would, yeah, that's I think true. So. Um, all right, so let's get into this record. Let's get into the first song, which right away you have. Uh, you have controversy because what the fuck is the song called? It's it's spelled Fury Little Fury Things. It's Little Fury it makes, Things. It's Little Fury right, Things. Right, but it makes but it makes more sense if it was uh, of course furry things because yes. is he but is he talking about a rabbit or isn't he? Let's uh, let's listen to the opening track, Little Fury. <laughs> Love the record immediately. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, just, so it's got so much going Barry, on. What is something that he does a lot uh, that uh, that another band we would talk about a lot that we did? The uh, soft loud. Us. Oh no! no he starts with a with starts with a chorus. Yeah. He right. He does that a lot. He totally fucks around with arrangements in these songs because uh, this song, um, the chorus comes in before the the only verse. There's only one verse, and it right. comes sort of in the middle of the song yeah. after a chorus and after a musical bridge. Which yeah. It's like. That's well, exactly. Yeah, that. the the opening is kind of the bridge of the song, right? It like, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what the guy and, in the uh, in the book? I should, you know, I've got the book open, so I should stop just saying the book. The book. It's uh, the book is called "You're Living All Over Me" by uh, Nick Atfield, and he says oh, the opening track. He says everything. They they give you everything immediately. It's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, <laughs> it, there's no holding back. There's no like we're going to reveal this slowly over time. Not only that. 
but they give you everything and they're saying, what is it? Who is it? Where is it? Like, like <laughs> you've never heard this before. That's what yeah, yeah, screams exactly. are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. One, you know, one thing I read uh, a review somewhere about, uh, like often in a dinosaur junior song, they say, uh, a guitar comes in that sounds like it crashed through. It was next door and it crashed through the wall yeah. of the apartment yeah. next door and yeah. just crashed into. Well, the that's song. what Jay. When <laughs> I saw him, live, I've only saw him live one time, and it was in '88. It was in or '89 in Tallahassee. It was on the Bug Tour, yeah. and Jay had two Marshalls, and they were, you know, both jacked up. Yeah, and he would when he went to solo. He just had a switch that would, you know, turn turn them both on, and then when the solo was done, it would turn off the second Marshall. So oh, yeah. he'd just get yeah. twice as loud uh, immediately, and that's kind of the mo. Um, we yeah. opened up for them right around there, and um, our guitarist Clay Tarver is a successful um, TV writer now. He writes for Silicon Valley. I don't know if you knew oh, that. Nice. Wow! Look at you guys, um, man! Look at you guys! You guys didn't become like heroin addicts and like. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, you, no, you can do those other things. You that does, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. All right, that's but um, do you guys watch Silicon Valley? Yes, I love that. It's like one of my favorite Silicon Valley. It was brilliant. Do you know the really dark, laconic programmer who's part of the company? He is the, the guy who used to be on Freaks and Geeks. I forget. Oh, his yeah, yeah. Character. I love him. Uh, the guy that was Bill on Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, I forget the yeah. actor's actual name, but yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah the, he's really dark on Silicon yes. Valley. Clay said he wrote that character based on Jay Maskus <laughs> responding responding to a sound guy telling him to turn his stage volume down. Oh, that's so... Oh, my God. That is the most amazing thing yeah. that's ever been said on that record yeah. got me high. That yeah. is... Because now that you said it, I will never not see yeah. that when I watch that character. Plus, right. you got to re- realize that there's probably not a lot of good Dinosaur Junior board tapes because... If you yeah. Jay is you so this? right, you, there's no yeah. what, we don't bother to mic the guitar because yeah. it's bolt. It's so incredibly I can just picture James Askus being that guy's low dead man voice going. Yeah. Here's been like, oh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, do okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my so, god. So and it's um, um rabbit falls away from me. I guess I'll fall. Um, it, you know, it's just sort of a haiku about um a girl. Uh, some yeah. And um, and is he alternating between rabbit and grabbit? I was thinking that's that's yes. part of this discussion he in is. here. Um, and Lou okay. Barlow, yeah, Lou, Lou Barlow has said that, but he Lou Barlow has gone on to, has said that there's no rabbit; it's just grabbit. But that's not true because when you listen to it, there, huh. he does say rabbit sometimes. So I think he's just he was just being uh, elusive there, saying you know. Yeah, yeah, um, and the fury furry. That's very clever. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. So I think yeah, yeah. that was done by design. But know, in some way, it conveys its sound of its its message of tortured love, um, and the some sort of you know relationship that's unhealthy. Um, right. And and just a few just a few words. Um, I stopped a call, tried to feel it all, stuck my hand in, pulled and pulled real hard. <laughs> got stretched in miles not in yards then i read about all those who bleed all over your lies (laughs) todd's going what are those lyrics (laughs) sunlight brings the red cloud in your eyes um i don't think i ever heard the got stretched in miles not in yards it's really good yeah well i I, I, this it's it's all in this uh fine pdf up um and i think and you know what i think even the fact that there's sort of alluding that it's that they wrote fury things but it could be furry also it's kind of like when you think about it it's kind of like them because it's like 
the furry when he sing, when he goes into this pretty nah, 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 the pretty thing and that mm-hmm. it's like kind of furry and soft and then they go into fury part is yeah. that so it's kind of like yeah. both yeah um and right, that so solo get... yeah oh, solo is great it's so very cure-ish you know you can see why they would cover the cure Yes, yes, very much so. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. I also, that's true. I'm going to throw in an influence in there that I didn't realize until, you know, the weird things happen when you do these shows. My wife was cooking dinner and she had uh, some music on in the kitchen and it was a cover of uh, Echo and the Bunnymen song. And I went, um, what's the most famous Echo and the Bunnymen song? Because it slipped out of my mind. Um, Killing Moon? Yes, or it was like sugar. It was Killing Moon, and it was, okay. and I went, and I put um, Jay Mascus's voice singing Killing Moon, and I went, ah, wow. Oh, well, uh, uh, Pavement <laughs> doesn't cover that, so that's kind of like uh, a Pavement. Uh, your your yeah. band Pavement doesn't cover that, and it's actually kind of similar with because he sings it very like offhand. Well, I just thought, nice. wow, you know, I there's some echo in the Bunnymen, some of that same. Emotional Black. intensity yeah, and yeah, yeah. and sadness, just like in, yeah. in, innate sadness in there. So there's my there's my. Uh, <laughs> All right, so now we insight. get an, another beautifully intricate Jay Mascus riff uh, that starts out the second song. Let's listen to Crack. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. And and what does he do again? He comes in. He starts out with with this with the chorus of the song. Yeah. And yeah. He does this crazy yeah. lead before he even gets the verse. That's like who does that? Right. But it's like and, that, that's so. It, and it's and almost his, like no. Go ahead. His guitar tone on this is, is extremely um, like everybody knows this is nowhere. Neil yes, Young it it's is. It's got like this sort of like middle you know, pickup. Both pickups on. You know, he's got yeah, he's playing yeah. in the middle position and. Um, yeah. I should say, and Lou Barlow is a bass player in the same way that Lemmy is a bass player. Like, it's distorted and... With a pick, yeah, playing with and, a pick. And just yep, a and, uh, really yep. heavy, distorted tone, and basically filling in a role in between bass player and extra guitar player. Extra guitar, and, and you need that in this band. It's like, it, it's yeah. all this adds to the secret sauce that is that is this Dinosaur Jr. record. That is all he plays stuff. it like a guitar influenced i think i've heard him say that when he first saw who's for do 
Bob so loud that um yeah we've you know, had that discussion player, on like, the show <laughs> Greg yeah, Norton playing the bass line to Diane you know trying to get that to peek out of yes Bob, you know Bob's doing it's like I think that's a big influence on Lou's playing. Right, right, right. Yes, as Husker uh, Du progressed through their career, Bob got louder and everybody else got quieter, j- literally, yep. on their records. <laughs> <laughs> the, t- the, type, the type, I call the Smith Corona drum sound. <laughs> oh, like don't even, grinder. don't <laughs> even. Some of the worst yeah. recorded drum sounds in rock and roll history are yeah. on Husker Du records. Yeah, yeah. it was passive aggressive. Passive aggressive, yeah. Oh, or, yeah, uh, definitely. Or, um, <laughs> Grand Hart. All right, so let's get. Uh, uh, song number three. This is the epic. I, this is the epic of the record. Um, okay. Before uh, you do it, can I just say that sure. it didn't happen on CD, but on the vinyl version, the segue between Cracked and Sludge Feast is key. Uh, Cracked just ends, and then the sort of feedback of Sludge Feast comes right in without any space in between. Oh, that's on the original, so on the vinyl. Well, yeah, see, that's, okay. you know what? Yeah. That's stuff that, that kind of got fucked up sometimes when they well, when they came out with cds and they redid it because you would so because you would listen to it so much on vinyl and then you'd say oh you missed that right well now that you mention it yeah um i do have a version of the album rip from vinyl so i can demonstrate for our that record got me high listeners (laughs) exactly i think it's so crucial what you're talking about the the crucial todd phillips song all right (laughs) listen to a little bit of sledge beast Playing the first verse of the song, it is, <laughs> and I mean, it yeah, works. And you never, and, and unless you sit down and analyze it, you, I, I don't ever think about that because it's so good. It doesn't right. ever cause me either. to. It doesn't ever cause me to ruminate on. Oh, but yeah, it is. It's weirdly put together. <laughs> well, it's got a, it It's got a. They like Black Sabbath songs. They have these little parts, and every Black yes. Sabbath song has these sort of little segments that are right. not that don't always relate to each other really well that was some of their you know lesser songs you kind of go yeah, yeah. I mean, those things don't go together but some of their greater ones you go I feel oh like crap. this is this song is this song is the jewel of the record i think it, it was, is pretty um, great it you is, were like sold said, on them it's the epic they, yeah yeah it's the epic jewel it is 
and and there's and, 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 and during that guitar section at the beginning, um, when he's yeah, the band that it makes me think of there is actually because of what he's playing. There's it, it's and Rob's gonna hate this, but it's King Crimson. There's a from the album Red, which a lot of people listen to, Red, and yeah. a lot of people heard the f- use of the flatted fifth in there and the way everything <laughs> the works. That's exactly right. You know, I, I still don't know what a flatted fifth is. That's yeah, kind of going right. It's, it's okay. playing a D, like a hot, yes, like a, or yes. a C sharp to E. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is a very tricky thing to pull off. Yeah. And, and he's, um, um, you know, um, Lou has got that distorted bass, and so it's John Wetton had a very distorted bass sound. With And yeah, I just, that particular little bit makes me go King Crimson. I could be totally wrong. Ah. But <laughs> no, uh, you're probably right. You're probably right. And then, but the word it's called. Sorry, and then it's called, lose. Mm-hmm. And and then Murph's just crazy ass weird drum pattern <laughs> leading up to the vocals. It's, yeah, it's sure. Great. You know? Yeah, it's so good. Um, um and then and, he and starts the words sing, are basically he starts singing, he's talking yeah, about. A girl. He's talking about. I feel like most of these songs are him wanting to talk to girls but being too too shy, and which is probably like I think that's him because I think he's basically kind of a shy, insecure guy. Um, anyone that, that I think we all kind got, of felt that way back then. True. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, he, if I, knew, the way if he, I had the he, confidence, yeah. <laughs> you were a good-looking like drum, good drummer playing in bands. Come on, Todd. Who are you, who are you kidding? Uh, I was scared trying to listen to women what back then too. You know, I think uh, everybody right. was. <laughs> but I get the feeling that Jay has taken some of these, some of these slights, very deeply personally, and that's what. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve on, on a lot of this stuff on here, and he sings, and he's got that the way his voice cracks. He's got that sort of like you said, Barry. It's got that sort of tragic sort of. There's a tragic. It does. To it does. That's what's appealing about it. Is that you? It is is it's, yeah. it's it relates to the you know it's it's very emotional. It's a very emotional it's appealing record to us to so many people. But like I said, there is I know there's plenty of people that just go, well, that guy can't sing, and it's like so there's, <laughs> there's something wrong with us. Or, I used to you know, say it's he perfected where where heartache meets constipation. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. True. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I mean he does. Um, it is whiny, but to me the it's all the sound all works together. So it works that it's, perfectly. It, does. Yeah. it isn't like um, it isn't like uh, what's the Smashing Pumpkins guy? It isn't like uh, oh. <laughs> Billy, Billy, Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan uh, whiny. <laughs> that voice. That's a Jesus. different kind of. That's a different whine, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. This is a good. That's a good point to take a little. Let's take a little break. All right. Let's, I gotta uh, open refresh. another bottle of wine. Yeah, what oh, do you drink? Maybe I like a drink. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's, that's what we do, Todd. All right, so let's take a little break. We're talking with Mike well, Phillips. My girlfriend was like, don't bring the drink in with you because we're going to oh, judge you. Oh, no. Hear the ice cubes. Oh, no. <laughs> she obviously, no, she yeah, obviously she has not listened to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a minute with uh, Todd Phillips and Dinosaur Jr. Let me get that yeah. bottle opener.
Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get back into it. Well, right. Mario played in the background. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. we're back. This <laughs> yeah. is that record got me guy. We're just uh, we're just going on shooting the shit with uh, our good friend Todd Phillips. Uh, we're talking about hey, one of his favorite, probably Todd. one of your favorite, probably one of your favorite records, right? I mean, uh, it is in my top ten it. of all time. Yeah, you you sure. picked it to do yeah. to talk about on well, the show. Well, he tossed so out I'm a sure. list of records, and I said, you know. I love that one too. So I, I threw my two cents in the hat with this oh, one as okay. well. As you are want to do. You know, you <laughs> can't, you're not going to stop no, me yeah, from I'm doing that. I'm glad you did. I'm glad. I'm surprised it took us this long to do a, uh, a Dinosaur Jr. And now, once we do it, I realized this was the one to do too. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Good choice. Let's well, also, get it's um, only. It's short. So it that's is. why I went for it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Record. Yeah. It is. Right. <laughs> and, there's not, and there's not really. A uh, bad song on it. I mean, no. there's not. There's not. There's not a bad note on it. Actually. No. It's a perfect. It's a perfect. We are it's, going it's to it's a, No, uh, it's okay. You know what? This is, this it is, is one of those records. This is one of those records that has not, in fact, the shine on this record is it's has grown. For me, because, you know, in the 80s, we were, you know, there was a, there was a lot of cool stuff, bands that we were hearing. And I, yeah. I like Dinosaur Jr., but. When you go back and listen to some of the other things, and then you put this on, you go, "Okay, this was in a different league." Then it is in a different league. I mean, that time was so fertile. When you think about like, like what you were saying with Sonic Youth and Volcano Suns, yeah, Butthole, yeah, and all big Christmas, black. big. You just keep going. Yeah, you get all these yeah, right, groups. Right. Um, Scratch acids. Scra- yeah, right. Which became, you know, they came the Jesus Lizard, and then you have yeah. all those different strains of things that kind of became other things it was like uh if somebody planted a bunch of different seeds in a field and they they grew and became other forms of rock music um and think of how lucky we were to have been um young and able to see all those bands then. young and so, broke and sleeping on yeah. a couch and you know uh, what i tell when you talk to young people now and you tell them oh yeah i saw them i saw them like really well really because it's yeah. like that's the thing about a lot of these bands too is like they keep getting rediscovered by a new generation oh well, yeah. geez i mean you know i knew Co- awesome. cobain before they blew up and i tell kids that and it's like telling them you hung out with jim morris right you know, oh sure yeah, like they exactly. can't believe they, it they, right know? they're in utter disbelief he's a yeah. guy you know, right. he's, he's not just the, and as i tell people when they ask about you know anything about cobain comes up i go you should go to aberdeen washington and you can get an idea of where he came from and it, exactly. it sort of clarifies everything because Aberdeen is one of the scummiest places I've ever been to in my life. It's dark. It's <laughs> brutally dark. <laughs> yeah, it explains a lot. It explains a lot. All right, so let's get uh, number four. Again, you don't think about it. The music makes the... Ver- There's no verses in this song. It's just <laughs> it's just the chorus. But let's listen to the lungs. Lung. 
breeds a doubt in everyone. Nowhere to collapse the lung. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know what the fuck is going on. Well, just about that omnipresent lack of confidence you can't seem to beat, I think. Yeah. Yes. You know, this... Very, wow, look at you, a, a, a drummer who hates lyrics, coming up with that. That's his, I'm, I'm a creative director for advertising, my exactly. friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if he doesn't know what's going on, to think he, of these things. and also, he knows how to make up bullshit on the fly, which is an That's excellent right. skill. That's right. Perfect but, for a uh, podcast. Yeah, like you were saying, the guitar in this song is just like, you you this guitar and oh shit and that part and everything and it's just like it's like uh he uh it's like he orchestrates them together uh, it's, it's, it's a gigantic it's a gigantic sound it's um, funny because until just now i thought it was breathing down on every on everyone but it's breathing oh, right. down looks in everyone right. which is sort of the saying the same thing yeah and there's a uh, show if everybody has access to the internet obviously if you go to um, archive.org and type in Dinosaur Jr. in the audio section there is a live show from Philadelphia 1988 and it's and they're they're playing at some music festival or some showcase in Philadelphia and before they're playing the audience is just kind of quietly talking and they start playing and there's no applause and then they play at the end of the second song. It sounds like um, a, a stadium rock band has just wow. finished, and people yeah, are going everyone losing like, their shit. shit. People are <laughs> yeah. lo- literally losing their shit because yeah. they they were like just you know uh, astonished yeah. by what was going on. Wow! Yeah, yeah. it's great. All right, so now we get another another oddly titled song. Did they mean to spell raisins? Yeah, you know, don't overthink it. It's just you know something. You know, they're just right, screwing around. Of, How about on that? On a record of many beautiful uh, like melodies, which uh, which that's the, the another secret sauce for Dinosaur Junior is that they had so many beautiful uh, that sometimes hidden melodies. Uh, this one is like one of the best examples of that. So let's listen to a little bit of raisins. <laughs> That's my favorite chorus on the record right there. Oh, it's so good. And this this is the fifth song on the record, and it's the first one that finally has a, a traditional verse chorus arrangement on it. It's the yes. first one. And um, actually, yeah, the, the line, uh, it's only everything 
Stand, Stand in Ryan and Minnie. Oh man! Only everything. Um, Juliana named her record that because of this song. Oh yeah. Ah. Her, her third record. Look at that. I'll wow. be standing where eventually you'll, Julie, have, to you'll be. have to be. Oh. <laughs> and we all we all know we all relate to that. We all it's some some girl that you wanna again. you wanna you wanna you know talk to this girl or you wanna right. and you just have to arrange you have to try to plot how to arrange yourself to be. Pathetically, right. where she's going to so walk. Pathetic. He says, "I know what you did was wrong. You're allowed to torture me." <laughs> Wait yeah. a moment until I'm. Now, all right, I have a theory of why it's called raisins, though. Because Dude, maybe okay. he's, his his heart is like shriveled up. Like uh, that's interesting. Or maybe her heart yeah. is like shriveled up like that. Like she's uh, a <laughs> you know cold hearted. Um, I'm gonna say he's probably gonna cast aspersions on that based on what I've read about his um, interpretations of his own lyrics. And he probably would not have written this before social media because he'd know exactly where to find her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and yes. who is the creepy... There's a creepy voice in here saying... Oh, yeah. You're killing me. Did you... Oh, did you, I know exactly you know, what that is. I you exactly do? What, what is, is it? Okay, what Well, is it? I was told... I think, I think Lou told me this way back in the day, like in the late 80s, that it was a... He had recorded a guy with Alzheimer's getting a bath... At a, oh, at oh a when he worked in a mental, he, he worked, worked in a mental, in the mental ward. Yeah, somebody getting a sponge ah. bath against their will. Like, oh like, no! Yeah, <laughs> and he, you know, Lou's really good about recording stuff for the Sado and Central yeah. and all that. Right. Oh, because well. it does sound really, it, it does sound real. You know. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I think that the voice makes another appearance on the record somewhere too. Yeah, I believe it does too. Yeah, yeah. And oh, that's geez. we have another. One of our guests worked at a mental institution. I don't know if you know this or not, Rob, but um, <laughs> no, what, I know Woody told us. Woody, yeah, yes, because I pay attention to our I pay attention to our guests. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> speaking of um, you're killing me, I have a story um, uh, that I may have told on the show before, but I'll, I'll make it brief. Um, our friend Stuart Fletcher had moved to New York and was dating um, a woman named Suzanne Sazik, who was Sonic Youth's lighting uh, engineer. And so Stuart got this gig um, babysitting Kim and Thurston's apartment while they were on tour. And mm-hmm. so Susan and I got married December 1990. We went up there for our honeymoon, New York in the winter for our honeymoon for whatever reason. And um, Stuart said, you know, hey, you want to go over and hang out at Kim and Thurston's and watch some videos? I was like, we were like, sure. And so he goes... Um, and he, we, put, we found all this different stuff. He, he knew what all this stuff was. And he oh, goes, the record collection must have just been insane. Yeah, you know, it wasn't there. It, the records were somewhere else, and so were the guitars. Oh. It, um, anyway, but this video, he goes, okay, you can't tell anybody you saw this. And it's been 30 years, so I think we're, I think it's okay now. <laughs> he puts yeah. on this video, and it's Dinosaur Jr. playing live, and. Um, Lou and Jay are having a fight on stage and Lou is swinging his bass around his head (laughs) trying to kill Jay with his bass on stage. I believe it. I believe it. And, That's great. And, um, and Thurston like saved that tape. He's Thurston like, oh, had the tape, of course. <laughs> yeah. Also had the tape of Butthole Surfers Gibby naked on stage at the Peppermint Lounge having sex with the topless well, dancer. Get that. You can get that anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I have that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but that, right. but seeing so, seeing Lou and Jay really the real animosity there was a eye opening. I was like, wow, they really disagree. 
on a it lot happens. of stuff. It's it's it was bad. Math, right? It was bad, and they were young. You know, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Things are so much more important when you're that age too. It's like, true. God, it's like just I know, right? You later you you realize later you go, why do they take all that so seriously? Like, yeah. What I give a fuck? Well, that's you how know? they made record. That's how you make great records like I this guess, is yeah. by buying into totally that whatever it is that energy that's that's there you know well, you, you never liked that todd though you you got along with all your band members didn't you Bull La Volta got along <laughs> like so ridiculously well it was it was ridiculous and we were too democratic really? i think that was the, why we died like we we give everybody's ideas a chance and we just felt like no, we were supposed no, to no that's not you know, good no you no, can't do that no. <laughs> fuck that it's okay but, it's <laughs> okay for everybody to get a, a writing credit but actually somebody does have to yeah. be in charge yeah, we had one tense moment where, I, like, I shot Clay a look at Club Dreamers in Chicago. We just driven from LA directly to Chicago. Um, it was tough, and he broke a string, and it was taking him a really long time to fix it. And I sort of, I gave him this gave him annoying, like, "You're fucking up, you know? Come on, let's go." And whatever, we played another five songs. We ended, and I walked backstage, and the second I stepped my foot through the threshold of the backstage, I was like pinned by my throat oh. to the ceiling oh. of the backstage. Oh. But um, that was the only time. We never fought. Wow. Yeah, and you remembered, yeah, it must have been. But if you, you remember. remember, remember right. Exactly. Yeah. It, was, it was very significant. Yeah. All right. So now we go to uh, the sixth song. It's another um, uh, enigmatically titled song. Let's listen to Tarpit. on this record I, I, where I never realized it before but now when I'm listening to it I'm going holy shit yeah definitely. oh and like Rave Down by Swerve Driver yeah Swerve yes. Driver yeah. here exactly. I mean we talked which, which is great we talked yeah. to Adam about a, a Strangler's record that he really likes and um, you know we talked about Sonic Youth which he also really likes but definitely the guitar density of Swerve Driver records the way that they sound and the wah that they use and the wah, yeah, yeah, comes yeah, yeah. from Dinosaur Jr. Like, like we said, Jay Maskus made it safe for guitar players to use wah wahs again. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna guess. So I'm gonna guess Jay Maskus has trust has trust issues. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the lyrics this, these says, lyrics are crazy. This is the best thought lyrics I knew on the you, record. Yeah. Thought I knew you stuck out my hand. You bit. I wish I could understand. It's a twisted feeling, staring bored. Now it's time to burn. The hope I stored. Yeah. yeah, wait for me there, dash and run. Still, your righteousness won't be uh, 
I was done. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Thank God. Thank God for teen <laughs> angst because that's what brought us this record. Basically, I feel like he really focused on writing the lyrics to this song more than any other song. On the entire, <laughs> yeah, yes. seriously, probably right. Yes. It's, it's, the it's best quite record. poetic. It's, it's I really think he good. meant for the person this is about to understand who he was talking about. You know, he want, right? Yeah. yeah. He, didn't want to, he didn't want to hem. He didn't want to hem and haw. <laughs> right. Yeah. No interpretation necessary. Right. Does he say "tread me, sprinkling grace"? I'm, I'm trying to pull it up here. Stay uh, inside, pull me out of grace. Tread me, sprinkling grace. I. Good luck. The lyrics are malleable depending on where you mm. look. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And then people say, "No, that's wrong." You, you know, you got it wrong. Whatever. But um, that sounds good to me. Sure. <laughs> for someone mr i don't listen to lyrics yeah yeah but no this is just great because murph just sort of sits in his pocket through the whole thing and that's exactly what the song needs it's, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. i love it no I yeah you it. can't it, it's good you gotta you you can't uh under uh, under mention uh his contribution oh my god yeah he's right such a like perfect like uh, you know he's just like you said in the pocket where he needs to be over the top where he needs to be. Yeah. You know, it's just like, and the, the dynamic. So, All right, so why do they treat him like a redheaded stepchild then? Re- he, well, he's a weird guy. Because he's, he's a drummer. Because <laughs> he's a drummer. He's, he's a weird dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, he's a drummer. Um, all right. So we got the next song. This is uh, the, the rarest song on this where he starts singing Ouch. right from the jump. Starts right away. Let's uh, listen to In a Jar. Can I, can I put this one in a timeout for a second? Yeah, you could sure. put it in a timeout, sure. I feel like yeah. this is really important to say before the song starts. Is oh, that okay. This song is entirely bass. There's no guitar in the verses of this song at all. It's all Lou Barlow. That's he, right. It is, right? But he's got his <laughs> distorted bass and everything. Yeah. I was wondering that because you, really, you could really pick bass. out what he's playing. And that's very counter to, like I think, Jay. And I'm wondering why it happened. Like... Uh, yeah, you never know. You may have thought, oh, that sounds kind of, maybe they were, you know, they were just, uh, doing the bass Messing and the around and the... thinking, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny. You know what? You say that. And I even made a note about how cool his, the driving bass guitar was from Lou, but I didn't realize that. So you just said You can barely hear the guitar in the verses. Do we want to start it again and listen to it Let's again? Let's do it. And yeah, then, that's yeah. fine. Okay. It's really up there, out front, on top of everything. But, yeah, but yeah, it it, really cool. it works so well that you don't necessarily think about it. I've never it's, thought about it. It's just like, it's, oh, that's why I brought it up. Like, I don't think people ever think about it. How weird! <laughs> the, how weird the mix is, and thank yeah. you know, Horton Tears. 
he recorded this, right? He did not actually. He only did side one. Oh, side really? Two, side two is done by a guy named David Pine, I think. Wow. Wait, let me look at my. I have my record right here. Let's take a look. Yeah, side one was Wharton Tears. Side two was David Pine at Pine Tracks. So it was two different sessions. That is ah, crazy because yeah, okay. it, it you don't you. that doesn't come across either. No, nope. you. No, think it's pretty cohesive. It's yeah, a cohesive. Yeah, you, and it is for sure. And um, I've never heard of David Pine doing anything after. Uh, I've never even heard that name. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it's just. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is a cool song. In a jar where you fed me, all I could do was lick your hand. Yeah. In a jar, the scars are plain to see. I hope somehow you'll know I. Understand. Well, they mentioned in the book that. Um, <laughs> Jay had Jay's childhood, you know, bedroom floor was littered with stuffed animals. So there's a lot of stuffed animals on this record. Um, ah. that, that you know, here and there. Um, right, right, true. Right. <laughs> All right, so now we get to the Lou Barlow part of the record. The last two songs yeah. are Lou, and definitely uh, the, the the last one is definitely a precursor to. Sebado, Sebado, oh, yeah. yes. But yes. this one more. But this one, uh, number eight, is still still definitely fits in more with the record. But it's Lou singing. Let's listen to uh, Lou. Like somebody, oh, his lead, his lead at the beginning of it, man, that's so great. It's, it's got that, it's, you know, th- that that tweaked Neil Young yeah, sound, sedan delivery era. Exactly, yeah, exactly. That's so, exactly where that comes from. You go, oh, that's Russ never sleeps. You know, oh, he bought that too. Oh, so are we back? Let me, let me ask you, Todd. Do you know? Are is Lou like a, a born again Christian or something? Jesus, because Jesus is mentioned in both these last two songs too, but. I don't, you know uh, what? I don't want to comment about people's beliefs, but I, I know that he's since he's had a family. I think his his new wife is is religious, and he may be religious, but I'm oh, not but sure before, where. But this is before, this is a long anyway, time ago. But maybe yeah. Deb, you got to guess he's probably more spiritual than Jay was. <laughs> yeah. <spiritual-minded. laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. You could. I don't know. I never. I I like Lou Barlow fine, and I love. Sebado, I love a lot of Sebado, but Lou uh, uh, Dinosaur Junior. I want to hear Jay Maskus singing. It's just, it's not the same when. Uh, you know, oh, you know, this song doesn't bother me at all, and I never thought about the no, fact that that it was. Not, Lou, well, I don't know. To, it's not. It does. Not that it bothers me, but it's just. You this would rather my hear least, 
this is my least favorite song on the record. I still think yeah, it's great. Too. Yeah, um, yeah. And, okay. I, and I think the I think the ne- I think Polito or Polito or the next Lou song is is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does go on for a bit. That's true. But just play a little bit. Let's listen to a little right now of Polito. got this record listen didn't did this take you this song sort of take you by surprise a little bit i mean it's absolutely, great i remember absolutely. really liking it i mean right? I, I think i like it more and more as i get older i mean it has so much going for it i agree, I agree. It. it's like it's got that old like movie soundtrack like on yeah. a worldly vhs yeah. that you're feeding through a toaster yeah. you know yeah. or and like um god it's like um, Elliot Smith doubled vocals, yeah, and it's kind of right. like Palace, yeah. and it's like you're it's right because so now that cool. you know, we we know more. Maybe we're why we appreciate it more. Then I probably just thought, oh, that's a weird, you know, it's a weird song. <laughs> and even Chill Wave stuff, I think, kind of borrowed from a lot of the soundscape of what yeah. he was doing yeah. here. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's just yeah. really outstanding, and it has grown better over time, definitely. But uh, yeah, so apparently they were uh, throbbing Gristle fans. So right. the cut up tape stuff kind of makes sense uh, at the end. It makes sense, and that was obviously, like you said, that was th- something that Lou was really into. And I guess he was excited. What I read at Barry, I was reading that thirty-three and a third thing, and it said that he was really excited. Like he he brought the song to. Um, Jay Maskus and he was excited. Jay Maskus says, "Yeah, let's put it on the record." And he was like really excited that he was getting. Oh like, yeah, that read the same thing. You sure got his yeah. um and one of one of my actually proudest moments on uh, in social media history <laughs> was when I posted <laughs> that I made that mix of um, the Velvet Underground, the live in the studio versions of Guess I'm Falling in Love, which was a Velvet song that never had any vocals on it, and right. then I posted it, and Todd, you posted it. That's what it was, right? I think you I think actually, I did post that. You posted it, and Lou Barlow commented, I've been waiting for this for 30 years or something like yep. that. And I was like, wow, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take it, you know? Yeah, this and is a really, it's really great. It is great, it and is it's great. got a really, a, it, um, it gives you, a, it's it's um, a haunted house feeling a little bit or something with this. There's very, yeah, um, and stomach problems also mentioned again. I think stomach, there's a little bit of... Um, there's oh, yeah. stomach aches are mentioned a little earlier in the record as well. So, um, okay. something I relate then, to from my younger days as a you know oh, really? tortured <laughs> artist. Yeah, of course. Well, that's a yeah. whole different. Uh, it's a whole different ball game. Um, yeah, but eventually, I, I, this sort of 
sort of spelled uh, him the the departure of uh, Lou Barlow from Dinosaur Jr. I think too. Probably. I've probably never listened to the Centrodo tape, the one before Sebado, or is it? Do you guys are you guys familiar with that? I'm not. No. I, I am okay. Rat. I know Rat Bastard has uh, has. Uh, I, I did listen to that tape, and I remember he gave. I think he gave it to me like you. Uh, you, you never heard this shit before. Any. I mean, that's more like <laughs> this stuff than like Bake Sale was, right? I mean, it is. Oh yeah, okay. no, absolutely, yeah. it is, and it's great. It's brilliant, but yes, it's very lo-fi, very cut and paste, uh, but really great. Yeah, really. We great. should mention that the at the the song changes into something else at the end. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Um, no, the, all the the cut and paste stuff and, uh, and yeah the, um, and the tape stuff and the weird um, I love it. It's really creepy. Yeah. It's and dark. also my my bloody Valentine again. Definitely, you hear it, you know, in that stuff. Like the yeah, weird, and uh, even like where Ariel Pink would end up going, you know, like oh, okay, later. okay, yeah, yeah. So very influential. Um, yeah, this record changed. Uh, this you hate to say, you make these sweeping. But it changed rock music forever in in a way. It's, that, it's one of those. It's it one of those. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. and when it came well, out, as much as people say Nirvana and Nevermind did, I feel like something nah. like this did more. Well, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think you get to Nevermind without you're living all no, over me. Obviously, you don't. No, you don't. Or with oh, exactly. or Surfer Rosa. You, you actually yeah. sort of if you sort of put Surfer Rosa and you're living all over me together, you kind of end yeah. up with Nirvana. Right. Yeah, and you know, you also can't discount like the major label stuff that was building up to it then, like Gene's addiction, and you know, true, that true, contributed true. huge, That's true. That's paving true. the way. You know, like the what was that? Um, God, what are they called? Epic? What was that? <laughs> Sorry, oh, um, Faith No More. Faith No More. Yeah, right. like, oh, sure. Part of yeah, the, sure. Uh, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but never. But, yeah. but Dinosaur Junior. Never. Uh, made that jump made that leap to like uh, a really big band which I guess is kind of sad but it's also kind of understandable in a way but that's fine like I said it's just something that not everyone is going to get gosh you know they come out here and they sell out the Fonda and be able to do that 35 years later that's incredible no it is it is and I think actually they probably more which happens to a lot of bands which is which is great they're maybe more appreciated now than they were back in the day back at their time you know yeah I don't think the Pixies could Sell a thousand tickets when Trump Lamont came out in the United States. No, I mean, they could, no, they could in Europe. No, you're right. In yeah. Europe, they could exactly. You're right. Yeah. Um, um, but there you yeah. go. Yeah, this is what one of the, this is one of the records I really was glad to get the chance to re-explore and sort of be like. And another, and look at this, Barry. Another drummer guest that ends up being a great guest. We have like oh, a great, we have great luck case, with drummer. Todd, in case you hadn't noticed, Rob has a. <laughs> Has a little bias. I have a bias against I the know, percussion so, so section. I was really the glad you guys asked me to do this in the first place. Um, well, really you, you know what? Um, uh, once again, the third stooge, uh, Steve Mitchner, comes through with. Um, That's great. And uh, he does. Yeah, he's dead to us. We don't have to have him on anymore because he brought us. All oh these other come great on! Guests, so. he, and I, so he and I have a lot of. He and I have a lot of back and forth on the uh, Facebook Messenger yeah, about yeah. rock, rock yeah. stuff. So. We oh really? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, he does. He, yeah, he has. He's definitely opinionated. And he likes the gossip. <laughs> he's got the good, good gossip, too, you know. I'm really angry at him, though, because he didn't hit me to the uh, Christmas reunion at the Latango. Oh, yeah, right. Year. Oh, really? Oh, I would yeah, have definitely... That would have been right up your alley, right? 
I would have flown to New York in a heartbeat to see that. Well, the videos are available shows. on YouTube, as I'm sure you know. And, uh, yeah, I've seen him. I wasn't actually. It's not this. But it's it's not well, it's audio. You know, he's standing in the back. He's <laughs> tall, but he's still. All right. All right. Well, Todd, once again, thank you so much. Yeah, for, that was uh, uh, fantastic. Time being a guest. Fantastic. Now that thank you guys so I, much. I say Anytime that to people. Thanks for taking. Yeah, you I will, say that to people. Sure. Thanks for taking the time, even though now that's all any of us have. Oh, we have. I only have time. It's been worked out perfectly. But still, you could have done something else. So we appreciate it and. Uh, <laughs> We'll definitely stay safe. I'm sorry, out guys. There I can't in, uh, do it. California. It's 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 toenail trimming day. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, got, I have a line uh, on a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta wait for uh, UPS could, uh, to show up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, I'll talk to you guys right. soon. Thanks Thank you, Todd. Yeah, thanks again, Take care. Todd. Once again, uh, this is that record got me high. That's very stuck. That is Rob Elba. And we are out. Top of all, Todd did the lickety split. All right, we'll see Hell you guys yeah, next week. For him. We are out. Play that tarantella, all the hounds will start to roar. The boys all go to hell, and then the Cubans hit the floor. They drive along the pipeline, they tangle to their sore. They take apart their nightmares, and they leave them by the door. Let me fall out of the window with confetti in my hair. Deal out jacks of better on a blanket by the stairs. I tell you all my secrets, but I lie about my past and send me off to bed forevermore. Make sure they play my theme song. I guess daisies I have to do. Just get me to New Orleans and pay shadows from the pews. <laughs> <laughs>